Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Bit Between. Today we have the first ever in real life podcast episode with the one and only Nick Anderson, aka Young Chicken Pot. Yes, sir. How's it going, bro? It's going fantastic. This is really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is crazy being here. Yeah, we are. If in case you don't know, we are currently in uh, New York City in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the US for the first time, and we decided what better time to do a uh, an IRL podcast episode. Yeah, right. An hour before I'm about to leave. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so we've actually already spent about an hour in this podcast studio trying to figure out how to set it up, but. Uh, mm. But we got it all figured out, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> hopefully afterwards it's all good. Yeah, it should be good. Okay, so, um, Nick, how's life? What have you been up to recently? Pretty good. I feel like I should do an introduction just oh, again because, you know, know although yeah, it's like we people. did a podcast a year ago online, people don't know me. I got a lot of new followers, a lot more followers now. Okay. We did the first int- – for you don't know, if you don't know, first time we did the podcast – I had like 2,000 followers. Now, currently, I'm sitting at 31,000. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. But anyways, my name is Nicholas Anderson, a.k.a. Young Chicken Pox. I've been making clothes for around three years. I started my brand two years ago. And then, shit, now I'm here. I've been just making clothes, all handmade stuff, and then I got into manufacturing, but a lot of it's handmade still. And then I've been just living life i don't really know what to say yeah yeah so around about a year ago just just under that nick hit me up on instagram and uh, he was just in my like random message requests and he was like yo do you want to want to try and do a podcast and i was like who the some hell ra- is this guy bro? some <laughs> random little brand yeah just because i saw that jack pythia uh interview and i you know he was an yeah. inspiration at the start and then i saw that and i was like bro i'm trying to be like that i'm trying to i'm trying to get on the yeah. podcast yeah so after that, I, I left the I left the message in the message request for like a few days because I I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not because I had no idea who this guy was. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, okay, we'll give it a go, we'll give him a chance, and we'll see what what it ends up being like. And now, long story short, we are in New York together, yeah. staying together, and uh, exploring New York City. So yeah, it's, it's been, been really good. How's it been for you coming to the U.S. for the first time? Um, it's been it's been strange because uh, obviously, like as you know, we've we've. We've kind of both made a lot of online friends, and mm-hmm. this was my first opportunity to see a lot of those online friends in person. So seeing people like in person is very different to seeing them online, but it's also Definitely. but it's also so similar. Yeah, because like me and you, we get along so well already. Mm-hmm. So when we met each other in person, it was just like nothing had happened. It was just like the same, like a FaceTime, but extended like nonstop in a good way. Yeah, definitely. So, it's been weird, but it's been really positive. Um, I mean, going from a village to the one of the biggest cities in America, huge change. A village. Yeah. Where a, you just, a village with 30 people. With 30 people. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. it's, been, it's been refreshing, though, you know, seeing what like a big city has to offer has been super nice. What do you think of New York now that you've been here? Well, New York is crazy. There's so many people. Like, I, Portland Portland is a is a city, you know? Yeah. And that's that was my biggest broad view of a city and then coming here i realized what a city a big city is like yeah. no matter what time it is there's always people moving there's so many people i've been doing a lot of people watching it's interesting just seeing like i'm having like a lot of a sonder moments where i'm just like looking at people i'm just like wow they have like their whole own lives their own career their whole own like thing they're the main character i'm the side character just walking around and to see like hundreds of people pass by me i'm just like wow this is insane. 
<laughs> but I love it here. I mean, we talked about moving here, and after you mentioned that, I was like, ta- I was talking with my uncle uh, the other day, and I was just like, I think I'm gonna move here. Like, I, 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 whenever I leave home, I always want to go back home. Right. But being here, you know, I miss home, but I could see myself being here for a really long time, and. I haven't visited any of the fabric store. We haven't done as much fashion stuff, but I've honestly been cool with that. And the fact that we haven't done fashion stuff and I'm still enjoying all my time here. That, sh- that shows something, doesn't it? It that does show something. something. Yeah. There's, so hmm? have you never, you've never really been to a city before? Well, I've been to uh, Vancouver, Canada. But you've never, never fallen in, love with, fallen in love with the city the same as you did. Yes, no. Because I, well, in Canada or in uh, Vancouver, B.C., it's huge. I would say it's similar to size in this, but people-wise, it's it's not as many people walking down back and forth, not as, in, as many interesting people. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. We've talked to so many random people, so many fun, fun, really cool people that I was like, if I was here for a while, I would probably want to, like, you know, ask for their number and see what they're up to and kick it with them. got one person's number. Let's not go into that one. Okay? Yeah, we got one person. <laughs> oh, I got, like, five people's yeah. number. You know, at Alex's. You remember I showed you my phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got multiple people's numbers. So um, let's let's kind of get back onto Young Chicken Pox and kind mm-hmm. of your growth over the last one year because, like you said before, you had 2,000 followers when you hit me up to begin with, and now you have 30,000. And, uh, like, in within that journey, there's been a huge difference in the amount of people you can reach, the amount of people seeing your art, the amount of money you're making. Like, everything has been completely different. So... Mm-hmm. Kind of talk talk about the progress that there's been in that last year and what you've learned and everything that's been happening. Oh, so much. That was a very condensed question. Uh, yeah. I would say that there's just been a huge perspective change because at the time, at 2,000 followers, you're all about hustling and you're just like, I need to grow and all that stuff. Yeah. And I've gone to the point where I got my audience. I have pretty loyal followers, I would say. I've had conversations with a lot of them. Mm. And I'm still hustling, but I, I realize I'm slowing down on my posts. I'm slowing down as on my releases because I want to I wanna keep, continue evolving. I, I've, I've been doing the same things. You do the same thing like, oh, I take a picture, you know, outside my house on the ground. Or I go to a warehouse that I work at. I work at a sewing shop, and I'll use the cement ground and take pictures there. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I want to do more conceptually big drops, you know. Rent out a studio, get hire a photographer, do have my vision in my head like come to life like in full conceptual reality okay that's kind of tough to <laughs> but, but what was stopping you what was stopping you doing that like when you had 2000 followers and what's stopping you do that now well it's more just gang outside the comfort zone you get so comfortable you know you're like so used to taking pictures and people love those pictures like i said the warehouse i take my pictures there people love that they've grown me a lot but like you get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. You want to do something more. And I would say the main thing stopping me is is myself because I'm like, I have to step outside my comfort zone again. And that's something that's really hard for me. I mean, even starting my brand at first, I wanted to start my brand two years before that and I'll just make clothes for myself. But to step out of my comfort zone, COVID had to happen where I was completely isolated alone. And I was like, I had to start my brand because that was like the only thing I was doing. And I was like, it, it just seemed like a must. But where I'm at, it's like, I, I'm able to make a living, but 
if I wanted to just keep doing the thing where I take pictures wherever and and post those, I could keep doing that. But it's more just like a self thing where I'm like, I need to do this, but I don't know exactly what to do. And to throw myself in it is sometimes really hard for me, you know? And I think on a side note, like you've seen the benefits of you having that clothing brand and you kind of going forth with it, this trip a lot. The amount of people who have complimented not only just your fashion sense, but your clothes that you have actually made. You've been wearing hats that you've made, mm-hmm. and tops and jeans and whatever. Like, and people have been saying, "Yo, where did you get that from?" And you're like, uh, "I made it myself." <laughs> made that, yeah. yeah, bro. One of the best compliments I got was like, "You look like you're from New York. You look like you're a New York fashion artist." And I was like, "Really? Thanks." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I feel it's those pants. It's those flare pants. People yeah. love those flare pants. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is really crazy seeing like the love people give me and all that stuff how does it because I've never made clothes yet yet yes um, after going to those fashion stores I know right um, just for on a side note we went to like a few big fashion stores like Acne Studios there's this Henrik Vispov Vipsov I don't know yeah like some a, Russian brand a, a bunch of like random fashion oriented orient, you know that word stores. oriented yeah that's the one and it kind of made me think to myself, like, I'm not really a fashion type of guy, but when I saw, like, the cool pieces all put together, when I saw people's designs, people's, like, completely different fits of a T-shirt, like, it, it kind of made me think to myself, like, I think I would like to try and go down the clothes route. But anyway, um, when you see somebody who's wearing a piece of yours or you see somebody that really enjoys um, seeing what you make or they own this, your stuff, like, how does that actually make you feel? Can you put that into words? It's really hard. It's like, it's really euphoric because like I was talking with the the guy at that one shop, the CHCM. Yeah. And seeing someone outside wearing your clothes, it was like, they woke up that morning and they were like, I'm going to put this on. Like this is the, that's the one that stood out. And then being able to walk down the street and see them, like the guy wearing the hat in Portland, I was just driving through my city, I was still at like I was at like ten thousand followers, and then I just made those uh, rhinestone hats, and I pull up at a stop sign, look to my left, and there's just a guy rocking the hat, and I was just like, "Is that my hat?" <laughs> I roll down the window, I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" And he's just like, "He's like, yo," and that was like one of the craziest things, is you know, he just knew me from he just he didn't even know me, and he just bought the hat, chose to wear that hat, and I was able to see that, and it's one of the most exciting things because you know. The reason why I make clothes is because it gives me confidence because I feel like there's something that doesn't exist that I can, I can see and I'm like, I want to bring that to the world because I think it's dope and that brings me confidence. So the fact that other people are able to wear my clothes and be confident in it and feel like it's part of who they are, you know, it's like their personal style is really dope because, yeah, because it built me confidence and to see other confident people wearing it very dope feeling you yeah. know how about how about the same thing like 3d videos like you know when someone hits you up for that what is that like what is that like for you i mean it's cool it's cool like that somebody feels like my art is good enough for them like that validation is always nice mm-hmm. um i think the problem is that like a lot of people they they don't understand how much work goes into this sort of stuff that's facts that's probably the same with you as well like they don't realize that uh a, a creative stuff takes a lot of energy and a lot of time mm-hmm. and you're not just paying for the few days or the the week or the few weeks that i'm spending on your project you're paying on paying for like the entire knowledge that i've 
acquired through doing this for a few years now. Yeah, I saw so. that. I saw a Picasso thing. I think it was Picasso. Like it was just like a little short story. It was like a lady walked up to Picasso and was like, "Oh, I really love your work. Can you like do a sketch of me?" Does like a fifteen minute sketch and it's like, "Oh, it's like a couple thousand dollars or a really expensive price at the time." And she's like, "Why? Why was that that much?" And she was like, "This is fifteen years of work." It took 10 minutes, but this is 15 years or 20, 30, whatever, how many years it was of work put into this because of the knowledge that I've grown over the time. Another another good analogy. So you go to like a, you go to a mechanic, right? And let's say you've got a dent in your car. Mm-hmm. And you go to the mechanic and you say, yo, um, please, can you fix this dent? And he goes, yeah, it'll be a hundred bucks. And then like the, you go, okay, go ahead. He then goes underneath the car, grabs a hammer and goes, Ding, <laughs> and the dent is just completely gone. Happy days, yeah, right. And then he comes under and says, "Give me a hundred dollars, please." And then you're like, "Wait, how is it? Why is it a hundred dollars? All you did is hit it with a hammer." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Okay, well, I charged you one penny for the labor cost of doing this, but then I charged you the rest for knowing where to hit." Yeah, like you go try and do that at home. You didn't know how to do it. Exactly. That's why you came to me. <laughs> you, know, you obviously know how to use a hammer. Yeah, but you don't know how to hit the hammer and where to hit it and you know there's there's so much more that goes into it than you think it's not just labor it's not just time it's it's everything else that that's beyond it and that's why i think if like it's good that you started when you did but imagine you started two years earlier than that like how much further would you be because it almost compound interests you know you've mm-hmm. got so much more time for you to learn stuff which then just goes into the more stuff because experience is like the biggest teacher right like this experience that we've had like over the past five days in new york like there's very few things that can teach you and like really grow you um, more than just doing stuff, right? Definitely. And even if it's well, not related to what you're interested in. 100%. I mean, going to all the stores here, seeing what everyone else is wearing. My dad actually told me that or asked me that. He's like, is this like an enjoyment trip or is this a business trip? I was like, it's a little bit of both because, you know, I want to see Sab. He's my friend, so it is enjoyment, but it is business because I'm gonna be experiencing stuff and get inspired here. And it's I've gotten inspired here. I have so many ideas for when I get back home. I have so many things I need to work on. And you saw me. I was on my iPad a little bit working on little things, but like, you know, I want to experience New York. I don't want to be trapped up in the room working on this stuff because I want to. I'm only here for five days. And I think when you're here, you understand why. Like you understand why so many. Um, Artists like from New York or around New York, you understand why their art is like this. For example, Alec, his work, have you seen his work before on Instagram or not? Yes, I, I followed him like, maybe, like two days ago. He builds those huge cities and he has all that. And like, I think the reason for that is because he lives in New York. And like, even though it's more Japanese inspired, mm-hmm. you can see the inspiration when you walk around. You're like, oh, I understand why this is this person thinks and does the, the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Because their surroundings is a big part of that what's going on in there every day the busyness yes their environment yeah i've been i've been trying to work on that i mean have you i mean like choosing my environment because obviously your environment makes you so like there's a lot of friends from high school that i haven't talked to in a really long time and the reason i haven't talked to them is because i felt like you know i was taking a different path than them if i kept kicking with them you know they're my environment. They're not doing the same thing I am, you know, and that takes away from clothing. So that's why I see myself surrounded by more creative people a lot because I choose to talk with them because I want to be surrounded by, 
around that. It's not to say I, like, left all my friends behind or anything, you know? I still have so many homies. I mean, you've seen, like, they'll call me all the time. I'll call them. And it's super dope to have that balance. But even they're doing creative stuff. Mm. And sometimes it's even to, like, just take a break. Like, sometimes I've been thinking about clothes too much, get in my head, and I just need a time to just hang out with them and just talk about random stuff, not even related to clothes. Yeah, yeah. And even that... I mean, we could go, like, me and my friend Abby, love Abby so much, She, we go bowling every Sunday, you know? We don't talk about, I mean, we sometimes talk about clothes, but even that, I've gotten inspired by the bowling area, you know? It's just like, I'm going on a tangent, I'm getting lost in it. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I choose my environment. I want to be around certain people. I mean, being here with you, super creative person you are, uh, everyone here, everyone in that Discord, it's been amazing. Just he's seeing all the different types of people and knowing they're all creative in their own way inspires me to be, to work harder and to, yeah, because I'm surrounded by creative people. Yeah, and I think uh, two things here. One, to relate on, like, the whole thing about having different friends. You kind of need to have that. You kind of, like, I have that as well. I have my IRL friends who are very different to my online or for my to my creative friends like well do they like do they do creative stuff not really no like one of them's um like they're both at university and they're both studying like maths or economics and they're very brainy but they're really funny and they can ha you can have a good time with them but they're mm -hmm. a different type of friend to the ones like you like i wouldn't talk to them in the same way that i talk to you but it's good to have different people wait what do you mean by that with. i'm just wondering like you're hilarious but, oh, thank you. And <laughs> you're really funny. Thank right? you. You as well. And you're really creative. And like the mixture of those two together makes like, it makes us relate on like a different level because we kind of understand the same grind. Like yes. I, we both, we'll talk about this later, but we both kind of got to that point where our careers were progressing faster than we thought mm -hmm. at the same time. And so having somebody in common that you can talk about that stuff with is great. But then also, it's good to have different friends like your friend Abby or my friends like who are completely unrelated to work and unrelated to, you know, your hustle that you can just go and do other things with because they'll give you a different perspective. They'll give you a different like type of experience being with them. Definitely. And I feel like that that just goes back to like just hobbies. Like you can't just completely do one thing. Like, you can't just be all clothing, all 3D, all blendering, you know, yeah. because you get burnt out with that. That's why you need the the, the bowling on some days or you need to go out in the city and do stuff. It's like... You need to have fun. You need to have fun. And not saying clothing or 3D isn't fun. It's just you get tired of it. Doing the same thing is just not fun. So how has it been then? Because uh, we, we both have kind of had this experience. How's it been where, how do I rephrase this? What's it been like having had your passion project turn into your main source of making money? Oh, that's a great question. It has been very stressful. It's been a big shift because you start thinking about things um, rather from just pure passion from like you have to start thinking business side of things and you have to you know you have to do taxes I had to do taxes I paid a lot in taxes last year and I was just like wow I have to do all this other stuff and it kind of takes away from it and then you get stressed sometimes because you're like oh I need to make the hottest thing and then you kind of gravitate toward the trends and then it takes away from the whole reason why you started the brand and I've, I've felt myself get lost in that 
there's been a lot of moments where I just get in my head and I'm like, I need to work. I don't know what to work on. And at whenever I get to those spots, I just need to take a step back and just like not do any clothes. And I found myself recently coming back to that, that headspace of just pure passion. And I realized like what people want is what I want. I've said this in the past a lot. And it's still, it's still really hard because like, like the metaphor I was saying, like thought processes are like sledding down a hill with grooves in it. I heard this from a Joe Rogan podcast, (laughs) but but they're like grooves in the snow and it's like one thought leads to another thought and it's just like a bunch of grooves going down a hill and the more you think like that the harder those get cemented in your head so when you get into a creative block it's really hard to get out of it because those grooves like idea then you make a mock-up for it then you choose colors then you do all this stuff it's like those grooves are so deeply rooted in your head but they all lead down to the same thing where it's ah this design sucks I'm in a creative block so to to get off of that groove is really hard. And I found it through meditation and other sources. <laughs> but <laughs> but meditation is is crazy cuz like it sounds so cliché but to actually just like meditate, like take a deep breath and realize how present you are, it's just it allows you to to look at your your life, like look at those grooves and be like, why do I think like that? I wonder if there's a different way, a different path to take. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I've not been meditating anywhere near as much as I should, but oh, I've had those. I've I had mean, those experiences. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't, I try to meditate a lot, but there's a lot of moments where I go through my day to day and I'm just like, I don't have time to meditate, even though it's 15 minutes. And then every time I choose to meditate, I'm like. Wow, thank amazing. goodness I did that. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why we're built like that. Why we're built in a way where it's like so difficult for us to do the things that we know are good for us. Like reading, meditating, exercising. It's comfort because it's easier to it's easier to be sad than it is to be happy. That's why I believe. Do you feel me? Well, I don't. I don't know if I completely agree with the statement, but I, I understand it's it's easier to sit on your phone and just scroll for fifteen minutes than it is to like put the phone away and meditate. Yeah. No, hundred percent. That's that. That's what I'm referring to. Because it's it, you know your phone's a drug. It just pumps dopamine in your head, yeah. and that's why TikTok is so dangerous. You know, I had I have seventy thousand followers on TikTok, but I had to delete TikTok because I was getting addicted to TikTok. Yeah. Because it knows what you want. Six-second videos, it's constant, constant content, constant, like, things that you like, curated just for you, all that stuff. And it's it's weird. It turns you into a bit of a zombie because it's just, like, uh, it's, it's doom-scrolling, right? You just keep on going and going and going. And I've found myself in those holes, like, way too many times, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just makes you feel worse about yourself as well. Yeah. Have, but, have you found your way out of those holes? I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm just, like, Right, I I have this. I think I got it from some random minimalist YouTuber, but like the five second rule is pretty good. You just basically go like, I am going to stop this within the next five seconds, otherwise I am not going to stop this at all. Mm-hmm. And if you just stop, then you're like, all right, 
What's next? <laughs> but yeah. the only problem is when you don't stop then, then it's like <laughs> then you, keep going. <laughs> you just keep going. So it kind of works. Yeah. But one of the things I've been doing, I mean, we talked about this, is sitting with yourself, doing nothing for 15 minutes. Like, try it. You, you like, will, like, turn off your phone and just sit there and just, like, close your eyes and just breathe and sit with yourself. And a lot of the times, you'll just gravitate back to your phone. You're like, you'll open your eyes and grab your phone. It's just subconsciously like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Let me yeah. go grab it. That's why I've, I've seen it a lot. I'll be having a conversation with someone, and then we stop talking for, like, a second. And then instead of just, like, you know, sitting in the side, yeah, they just grab their phone and just go instantly to Snapchat or Instagram. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. Like, just sit in the silence. Enjoy the company. And it's it's just about being present. You always see those memes where it's like the dudes when the girls finally pull up to the party and they're just there scrolling through the weather app, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that happens all the time. And we have this comfort device here mm-hmm. that just makes life easier but doesn't make life better in all circumstances. You have to you have to think of your phone, in my opinion, as a tool. I know we're sounding like boomers right now. We're sounding like <laughs> we hate technology. But you have to think of it as a tool mm-hmm. and just don't let it control the tool don't let it control you yeah bars bars <laughs> you're gonna yeah. be hitting us with a freestyle nick well later on we'll do the outro with okay. the freestyle let that is just... a lot of things you know what that's how i'm happy you mentioned that i did so if you don't know i really wanted to be a rapper very cliche but like i <laughs> freshman year that was my that was my creative outlet i would like write write lyrics i have a whole shoebox full of them and if you look at my iphone notes it's like whole songs from like can we years can ago. we pull pull some of the li- lyrics up? <laughs> okay, let me pull the camera out and then we can do pull up. All right, let's pull it up. Go ahead, give us a give us some what fourteen year old Nick bars or fourteen year. I actually have a song. I mean, do you want to rap it right now? I give you a beep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I okay. Let me let me. I, I'm gonna play a song. It's on it's on Apple Music. I'm not gonna say the name of it because I don't want people knowing, but. And when, when was this made? This was made sophomore year. My friend Henry, who still makes music to this day, we used to go to, we used to be in his basement. He had like a, a snowball, the snowball microphone. Yeah, yeah, the little circle one. And we'd just be rapping into it. We had one of these and we'd just be like spitting bars into it. But I was always self-conscious. I was always self-conscious. And I realized like that's the reason why I never got anywhere with music is because I was always too scared to rap. and I'd always be too scared what people thought of me. So that's why I kind of stopped making music. I kind of like fell out of love with that. But then that's why I started making clothes and I found more confidence in clothes. And then during quarantine, that's when I started. In. So, all right, I found this song. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to record it, but okay. So, the song, what's the song called? I don't want to say it. It's called 80. You won't be able to find it because it's like, you're like should I just skip to my part? Listen in the mask and we crazy yo It's you? only 10 no, but we live the life these are summer vibes for a summer night and a summer drive to summarize these are best days to be alive cruising around late at night with your friends and back to trucks smoking massive blunts all at once doing elastic stunts and fantastic puns i guess we all just pass the phones it's 80 yo but we in the bible okay that's my part i said smoking massive blunts i didn't smoke at the time <laughs> <laughs> that was completely cap but anyways that was like the one song i recorded i have like three more but i never released them anywhere and they're just sitting there but 
I forgot why I started talking about this. Oh, yeah, freestyling. Because even to this day, I just realized I was just like, I still enjoy freestyling. And it's interesting to me because I'll just be sitting in my car listening to, like, Joey Badass. I'll be listening to, like, Joey Badass or something. And then I'm like, oh, I want to freestyle. And I'll just put a Joey Badass type beat on and just freestyle in the car alone. And it always interests me because I'm like, I do that every day. And I was like, other people don't even, like, think about that. So I always wonder what goes on in other people's heads. Like, during, during yeah, during the day, because, like, I, I will literally spend, like, that's a hobby of mine, freestyling. Me and my brother freestyle all the time. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm sad he's moving to Chicago, but <laughs> just came to my head. But, yeah, we freestyle all the time. And it's just something I still enjoy. And hopefully someday I'll be, be able to get into it. But I might just keep it as a hobby. But. Do you think you would ever seriously consider music again? Yes. I want to incorporate it somehow, but I have to get good at it first, like, in my eyes. I haven't put the work in. Okay. So I, I've always thought, like, one day I'll do a – I'd be able to make an album, and then since I make clothes, I'll be able to make my own merch and have the have the merch be, like, the main focus and have, like, the music be, like, the side focus. Right. That would always be super dope. But – that's not something that I, I want to do right now because I have to. I want to just focus on clothes and current collections that I'm doing. But it's just a it's just a future thought, you know, future goal. What are your future goals? I think uh, I think this trip has has kind of helped me realize that a little bit more. I think one of my future goals is to explore the world even more. Like I would love to just have the freedom and the bread to be able to just go anywhere and everywhere and not even have to worry about it like mm -hmm. having seen how people live here having seen like the lifestyle of um like the friends that i've made online and i just wish i kind of wish that i'm not saying i'm not gonna say wish i want to be able to just go like like with you to paris and hunter mm -hmm. and be able to like the, the week afterwards just go see what life like is like in kenya and go climb a mountain and just, well, just what's have like a you more. From that? I think at the moment it's just money. It's just money. Yeah, because I've kind of been on like a weird I hate money wave. Um, I hate money. I hate. Oh, you hate money. Yeah, it's just annoying to have. I to I did write. a poll like that on my story. A lot of people said they hated money. Well, it's just it's I just annoying money. that you. <laughs> <laughs> I love making money. No, I just it's just annoying to have to like, in order to be well, the only species on this planet where we have to make money to live. It's like yeah. It's so weird because, like, you know, back in the day, they used to just be like, if they made clothes, it's like, I trade clothes for rice, you know? Yeah. It's like, now it's just money, and money is such a big issue. And I've realized, like, I had this euphoric moment where I was just, I, I was sitting down, and I was just so stressed. I would call it a mini ego death, not to be like... I don't know. I don't want to be Jaden Smith vibes. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't want. Yeah, let's talk about the political economic state of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I, I just realized it was just like all these stressors are just like manufactured, like money stress, all this stuff. It's all like future thinking. It's just it stresses you out for no reason. It takes away from the present, living in the present. And I, I've realized like you know these words might like touch somebody differently than how it feel how how I feel when I say it but the only thing the only thing that matters is you're okay your family's okay and your friends are okay are healthy and all that stuff that's all that matters all that other stress it'll be figured out and if something's stressing you 
then start working towards it. Because that's another thing that, I mean, you both of us probably have dealt with is we have this stress and we're like, oh, we'll f- I'll figure it out later. Like taxes. Taxes, I didn't do my, ta- I, I was thinking about taxes for six months before taxes were like due. And I was always so stressed and never, and it was always in the back of my mind taking up headspace. And then two weeks before taxes were due, I'm like, okay, I need to get rid of, I need to like, I need to do taxes. So then I did taxes and then all the stress was relieved. relieved. Six months of stress, just just like that. And I was like, dang, I should have got this figured out earlier. But for some reason, I just didn't. And it took up headspace. All that, after doing that and clearing that headspace, I felt like it's like all of a sudden all these new thoughts started coming in my head. And I, it allowed for more creativity, more positive thoughts. Less stress, you know? Yeah, I feel like we'd be worrying. We're like, we just, we worry for no reason, don't we? We, we catastrophize things just as humans so and getting stuff done like sooner rather than later it it helps so much mm-hmm. and like for example booking my flights to come to new york i booked it like <laughs> for ages you you know i was like on the fence and i wasn't doing it i wasn't yeah. doing it one day i just decided like back in february it's july now i was like okay i'm just gonna do it now i'm just gonna do it today or i'm not gonna do it at all the same thing and i was just like yep i'm gonna book it called mm. called a couple of my friends on FaceTime with them whilst I was booking it, and I was over the moon. But yeah, no, like, yeah, bro, I, you got for me. months, bro, yeah, for, for months. I was literally just, oh my god, I'm gonna be. I have to go to New York. There's Airbnb. There's I need food. to figure out my money. Oh. Yeah, all like this all stuff. of these things. Yeah, you just you have to get to the point where you just get it over and done with. Oh no, and dead ass, if you didn't like push me to come to New York, I wouldn't have came. Cause you saw like for a month I was delaying this ticket, and then yeah. finally one day, remember we were on that FaceTime call, and I was like. All right, I'm going to book it. Yeah, yeah. I just got to do it. And I 100% don't regret it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do you just got to do what you know is right. Mm-hmm. Trust that intuition. Well, sometimes you don't even know it's right. Like I probably could have stayed at home and like been fine still. No, but but there must have been something telling you to book it. Oh yeah. Because I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because you know. Like I I said earlier like I remember uh sixth grade watching vine it was like a soccer goal like it was like a video with a about a guy scoring a goal it was a stupid montage thing and it had juice by chance the rapper in it and it was just like i got the juice i got the juice and then like cave in do you know that song (laughs) it's a beautiful song (laughs) and then i remember going on youtube and looking up the music video and he's like nighttime in Times Square and he's just like rapping it. It seems so free and all that stuff. I remember being just infatuated by that. And then now like that that's what got me into rap. But then now to be here in New York and be able to go to Times Square and to see the spots he like recorded all stuff, I was like, wow, that's where he was. Yeah. So it was definitely where it's like there was a lot of incentive to go to New York and then a plus like meeting you. It, was, it it made sense, but there was still something in my head that was just like, uh, seven hundred dollar plane ticket. Yeah, I could spend that on samples or something. <laughs> like a lot of like doubting things, but I'm super happy I did it. That I stepped outside my comfort zone for that. Yeah, that's that's a big thing, man. Your comfort zone. Don't stay in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so comforting, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously that was horrendous. Yeah, uh, it's comforting, but. You have to find ways to get out of it because, like I said before, this is how you grow. This is how you, like, learn more about yourself. Like, I have been to a few big cities. I went to Amsterdam. I've mm-hmm. been to uh, London. I've been to uh, New York recently. 
Uh, I went to a couple of other big cities in the Netherlands, and having been there, I now have learned that I need to be in a big city. Yeah. Whilst I'm young, I need to have the hustle and bustle. I need to have people around me and things to do, places to go, people to see. I want that so badly. Definitely. Well, it's really cool that you found that because a lot of people have those wants and then never even, like, go out to try it. Yeah. Stay in the comfort zone. Exactly. exactly. I mean, everybody knows of those people from high school who just like stayed in their hometown for like ever and they never went anywhere and no hate to them if that's what you want to do yeah. go ahead but like, well i mean my friend roddy my friend roddy most content person ever he was talking about his grandparents how they they've lived on a little farm their whole life and they're content and happy they didn't feel the need to go out but if you like go out to big cities and travel but if you feel that need going out doing is it, it's just two different lifestyles it's just two different lifestyles, and people are different. So. And I think as a young person, as a young outgoing person who wants to build their career, like you just gotta visit these big cities, man. You gotta, yes. you gotta see what's going on, bro. Because you know, seeing like I referring back to the chance video, seeing that, and then going to Times Square is like you feel the energy, you feel everyone walking, or not feel. <laughs> you just you Whoa, feel, no, no, okay, no, pause, bro, pause, just, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> you just. You feel the energy. What's your emergency? Yeah. Well, I okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you feel like. Well, okay. You mean. You I'm referring like to this. Or what I'm thinking about right now is this Ty the Creator interview. It was the one he did with Vans. It was like a week ago or something, and he was just saying like, "I love Paris," and it's just like the energy here is just unmatched. You know, you you see pictures of Paris, but to actually be in Paris and like feel the energy of places, like to be in New York. It's completely different. It's something you have to, or something that you have to experience to know what it's like. Yeah, you I can't just you can't get that experience through any other way. And it's the same way with art. Like bringing it back to art, that's what my goal is with clothes. It's like obviously make people confident, but also like I want to do like art exhibits in the future because I want to create an experience. I saw this on Netflix. It was a docu. It was a episode. What was it called? Abstract, and it was talking about how. It was some light artist, and he was just saying, like, you you create an ambience. Like, he created an, like, you create an ambience. You create an experience and a feeling. And you may, and then you also put purpose behind it to make people think about certain things. He made a sun with these, what are they called, sodium lights, which basically turns everything black and white. And it looked like a sun with, like, the ozone layer, with, like, fog and all that stuff. And it's something where I saw pictures of it, but to be there, to, like, look at yourself, see it in black and white, and just, like, all that stuff, creating that feeling, that's, like, that's that's the whole, that's what I think the purpose of art is. And it's the same thing, like, being in New York, it's it's a feeling that, yeah, and all that stuff. What is that, what is that like in, like, Amsterdam and all that stuff? What is it, what is it like? Dude, Amsterdam, well, the Netherlands as a country, like, it was the most fr- most friendly place I've ever been, like, you just talk to people and they seem so nice like they're so loving they're so welcoming they'll help you out like even the friends that i had there like they were taking us out they were going to places <laughs> Sorry, i try to get my phone out of the frame that's fine that's fine um they were they were taking us places like one of them was offering to take us lift here and there and um the family that i was staying with for like a, a while they were like inviting me in to their home and just the, the, the people the culture of the people there is very very beautiful and then 
the city itself, like I know everybody talks about Amsterdam because of the weed and the red light district and all these things that are, they're just like tourist attractions essentially. Like they just mm-hmm. generate money, but the city itself and like the infrastructure, the way that uh, it, I think it's just the, like it's difficult to describe in words. But when you're there, you just feel something. You feel like a a chilled out way of life. You there's like it's just the energy. There. Yeah, 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 and it's the way that like everybody's happy to take the public transport. Everybody's happy to take a bike. There's barely any cars. There's no parking. Like it's a completely different type of city to anywhere else that I've been to, and mm-hmm. I I really did enjoy being there. I, it was again like when I got into New York for a few days, I felt the same feeling of like, hmm, I could live here. I could spend a lot of time here and enjoy myself and enjoy the the. There's so much to do here. Yeah. There's so much to do. I mean, talking about New York again. Brent Fayez, that's how you say his name, right? Fayez? 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 Fayez. Brent Fayez, yeah. yeah. Like, we were just in um, outside some random shop yesterday, and there's a bunch of people huddling around, and basically Brent Fayez, he's like, he was doing some sort of um, performance for his new album that's coming out in a few days, just in the middle of New York, like out of nowhere. And that, these sort of events, like, they're not the type of things that you get everywhere else. You have to be in a place like New York for... These crazy, these crazy things to happen. There was Fact. protests when we were at the Washington, Washington Square Park the other day. Um, you know, you met somebody who made clothes at Washington Square Park that you'd, I think you'd followed on Instagram before or something. No, no, they he followed me. Oh, oh, is that how yeah, it was? Yeah, exactly. was, right? he, he said, he's like, you make clothes on TikTok. And I was like, uh, yeah, I also just make clothes, but yeah, you know, know me from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. But just, just that connection and the events, like, you have to be in a big city for that type of thing. Definitely. I mean, look, in Portland, like, sometimes people don't even, like, book tour dates there. That's sad. You know? Small city vibes. Small city vibes. <laughs> okay, dude, well, we haven't got that much long. I know. Like, it's super sad. I'm about to leave. I know. <gasps> You're going to be Damn. on the plane, ready to go home pretty soon. Um, and also, we have to fin- wrap up this podcast within the next 15 minutes. So, let's kind of wrap it up with some uh, some end questions. Yeah. Some end questions. Wait, can we talk about one more thing? Okay, go ahead. I want to talk about something because it's something I don't, I haven't really talked about because it's hard to talk about in my story. Is like the biggest thing that I have found through clothing is like the idolization, insane. Like it, it's like the, the like I, it was just like here. I'll, I'll just tell a story and then I'll, I'll give the example. I was able to go to Sway Lee's house and meet Sway Lee, and that was a crazy experience. And then, like, being there, talking with them, talking with Sway Lee, you just realize, like, these are just normal-ass people that just do creative things. They they just do things. And it's been the biggest transition in my life because I've always idolized people. And I would get so nervous around these people, and I don't know what to say because I'm just so nervous because they, they – all this stuff, and I get really anxious. But – uh, the idolization you just need to recognize to everyone out there like everyone is just a normal person everyone is I'm speaking to the camera because I'm speaking to the viewer and no matter what if you like someone's art say you like their art you know just talk with them if you know or if you if you're walking down the street you've seen it like you've done it before like if you like someone's outfit say you like their outfit you make their day everyone's just a person you know everyone likes to hear that you know just keep spreading that and being positive saying positive things and then those positive things will come back to you i kind of went on a little tangent again but because there's just a, so many things i feel like i need to say on this podcast because well yeah being anxious i've i've never i've always heard people say like oh anxiety i have anxiety and all this stuff and i never understood that and then 
recently after COVID going back in the world, I realized like how much anxiety I have and how much anxiety other people have and how unnoticeable it is if you don't talk about it. I, like just you just have to talk about it and talking about it is the best thing. I've when we were laying down in bed or <laughs> <laughs> no, we had separate beds. <laughs> when we were just like laying down talking and then there's so much anxieties that came through one of the days and I was just able to talk to you about it. It's like you talk about it and you're like, huh, that wasn't really there. And then it's like all this pressure has been relieved, relieved. And yeah, you just have to just, that's how you, I feel like like you just have to talk about whatever's on your mind. And that's something I, I don't always do, but anyways, everyone's a person and no matter who it is, and you just have to be yourself. If someone, like, if you make a joke that felt right at the time and then the other person looks at you weird, don't put it on yourself, like, oh, I'm weird. Put it on the other person, like, or not don't put it on the other person, but it's just, like, just be like, okay, well, that's just not my people. They didn't, they didn't yeah. get the joke. That's fair. That's how you find your true friends. Yeah, because we've been making the stupidest of we've jokes. We've been making the stupidest jokes. We went to JBL store, <laughs> <laughs> and we just did stupid shit. We were like, we walked in, and we were like, oh, we need a speaker. And then we're like, oh, what's the cheapest speaker? And then it's like a $40 speaker. He starts playing the music, and it's just like, <laughs> the bass. And then <laughs> and then we went, and then we were biking the next day, and then we went back in the store, and, we're, and Sab was just like, Let's go back in the store and like do the whole same thing. And it was the same exact worker. And then <laughs> we went in. Wait, you tell the yeah, story. Yeah. So, so basically, we went in there. We saw it was the exact same guy. I was like, okay, we're gonna go in there. We're gonna prank him. We're gonna say the almost the exact same stuff as what we did the other day. But we're gonna pretend like we have no idea, like that we've been in here before. Mm. So we go in there. <laughs> we're going to JBL style. We find the the smaller speaker that there is. We're, we're talking about different speakers. And I'm like, yeah, so so, do you mind if you play it? Like, what does this one sound like? And he goes, oh, it'll be no different to what it sounded like on Saturday when you guys came in. And then I just went, excuse me, sorry? <laughs> in, like, the most serious <laughs> in the most thing. Serious. And, and he just looked at the ground, and he was just like, I mean, yeah, it's not, like, too different to the other one that's, like, $70. So I'll, I'll just play that one. Act just playing it off. Just like completely you. trying to play it off. And then me and Nick were just about to burst out laughing. We were about to, like, cry of laughter. That I just slapped him on the shoulder and said, "Bro, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you." And like yeah. the relief on his face when he was like, "Oh my god, I'm not going insane." Yeah, like that, the, that stuff, like that yeah. is like it's so small in mini school, but that is so funny. Those are just like things are just like so random. That's yeah. why I love like you to have the idea to do that. Like new beginning, new beginning, <laughs> yeah. like just all these little stupid things, yeah. and it's just being yourself and like because if like you start saying like new beginning to like some like. I don't know, other person, they might be like, what, what the that, f- Even what on the this podcast, they're going to think, why the hell are they saying New Beginning? But it's yeah, just an inside so, joke. You know? yeah. You've got to find the people that you can be comfortable around and <laughs> do stupid stuff together. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But anyways, okay, let's wrap so it up. Let's, let's, do, let's do the wrapping up. Um, what would be one piece of advice for your younger self? Uh, do what you I mean what I just said earlier that was, that was the biggest thing I always struggled with because I mean I was in like groups of friends and I'd be so stressed to go to a different group because I was like in the comfort zone even though I wasn't really I wasn't like in truly enjoying the time with them so I feel like 
I don't even know because everything that my younger self did got me here and I'm so happy to be where I am so I wouldn't want to change anything honestly but if, if, if I were to give advice to people watching I would say be yourself oh, sounds so cliche <laughs> but literally do what you like do what you enjoy and keep doing don't think too much stop overthinking because the more you think the less doing you're doing and doing is experience and the more you experience is what makes life fun and interesting and yeah that's probably what I'd say what would you say to that what would I say to my younger self yeah oh dude first I just want to give him a hug bro I just want to dap him up you know I just want to give him a hug and make sure make sure he knows that like everything will be fine you got everything will be fine um I think I'd I think I'd want to tell him like that you'll eventually find your people. You'll eventually fit in somewhere. Because um, I feel like uh, a lot of creative kids or a lot of kids who grew up like to I I, I that Earl sweatshirt line Earl sweatshirt line of like two black for the white kids, two white for the blacks. But same with me, but brown. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a coconut. You know, I'm brown on the outside, but I'm white on the inside. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's been weird for me growing up. But I would give some comforting advice to my younger self and be like, you'll eventually find your right people. Just keep on doing your thing and keep on being good at school, you know. Try and make good friends and just just have fun. Do enjoy life because you know there's a lot of times I had a great childhood when it comes to like playing video games, playing outside. Like it, I had a I had a great time. So there's not mm -hmm. much. That there's I'm in the similar position as you. I, I wouldn't want to change too much, but I just want to comfort my younger self and make him make him know that things will be okay. Yeah, you gotta keep walking. Life just yeah. keeps going. Just keep swimming in it. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah. I was referring to that Denzel Curry song. Oh, I was keep walking, I keep walking, I keep walking. Okay, I was referring to Finding Dory. So. <laughs> <laughs> finding Dory. Well, Finding Nemo. Yeah, Dory, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Okay, so um, you've had a lot of success. I mean, especially in the last year, you know, you've had some pretty big drops. I mean, we've we've talked loads of the success that we've uh, that you've been finding over the last year. How much of that success would you do? Would you put down to hard work, and how much of that success would you put down to chance? I still believe this to this day. You can work as hard as you can and find minimal success for years, but you just keep working hard, working smart, working hard and smart to put yourself in a position to be lucky. I've been very fortunate with my, with where I am and how lucky I've gotten, but also I don't discount the hard work that I put into it. Like, for example, making the balaclavas. I didn't really wear balaclavas before I started making them, but I was like, huh, seems fun. And then that became my staple piece for a while. So it's just like, it was just such a stupid thing. It was such a random idea, and I just did it. And I did, because I was just doing at the time and to this day, but I was just doing, and I was like, ah, make balaclava, figure out how to make it. I didn't even know any tutorials. I just made it from scratch. And then that was my biggest selling product for such a long time, just because I was enjoying myself and doing and I was working hard and I knew it was like a kind of trendy thing with when at the time Kanye West was wearing masks and I got lucky that people loved it and Instagram boosted my posts a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I remember you asked this question last interview. So I wonder, I, I don't remember what I said last time, but if you had to put a number on it, then like how much is down to hard work? How much is down to chance? What would you say? I remember that question. Uh, it matters what you think is success, you know? Is success making $100,000? Is success making money? Is it success just being able to live? Is it success just being able to do it? 
So it all de depends person to person. But I would say to, in, in my terms, it, well, it's tough. Because in my terms, I would say I'm already successful just from where I've gotten. If, I was, if my younger self was looking at where I am now, he'd be like, dang, that person's successful. So I want to embody that. I, I feel like I am successful. But I would say 30% hard work. 70% luck. Law luck then, law luck. But it all depends on your, your, your how you view success. Because if you view success as just doing it, then it's 100% hard work and 0% luck because you're just doing. doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final question. You know, if you had one message for everybody going out there, I know we've discussed this a couple of times now, but if you had one message for everybody watching this podcast right now, what would it be? There is no right decision in life. We were watching Kung Fu Panda the other night. There's no good, like Master Ugwe, he said, there is no, there is no good or bad news. There's just news. Mm. And I feel like that goes with decisions in life, you know. I could have gone down a completely different route, not making clothes, and still be as happy as I am now. It's just one thing you just have to say, all right, I'm going to make this decision and just see where it takes me. Yeah, there's no right or wrong decision. You just got to do and if 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 you if you keep looking back and regretting then that's just going to be your life you're just going to keep looking back and regretting there's there's nothing like you want to learn from the past but to regret something in the past that's already done it's about now and what you can do for the future the more you regret the less time you take from or the less time you spend in the present just being here and enjoying the moment balls bro that's bars <laughs> wait i want to hear i know I, I i just said mine but i want to hear what you would say I would say number one is just to do more. Do more. Do more. Do more. I don't think enough people do enough in their life. And the the thing I've been doing recently is just doing more. Doing more fun things, going to more places, meeting more people, and that has been the biggest thing that has really given me life over the last like year or so. So do more. Oh uh, yeah. Awesome bro. Well, <laughs> hopefully they could hear that i hope they could hear that if you can't hear it then basically that we've got a soundboard on here and we have like a bunch of different sounds and bro was one of the sounds that's on here so about if we're if we're laughing at any point during this podcast it's because the bro sound was just pressed but you just can't hear it but anyway one more time bro <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh nick thank i'm you very so much. thankful that i was able to be the first in-person podcast with the sab dog i know right this is a moment in history for anybody watching right now if you got to the end of this podcast make sure you send me and Nick the word pirate mm -hmm. pirate because we're in pirate studios right now oh, shout out yeah. pirate studios pirate pirate.com they do like these podcast hosting recording studios so pirate, hey, send, send me and Nick the word pirate and if if you send me the word pirate I'm going to be choosing one person I'll send you an item an article of clothing oh okay just to show that you're real you know Prove you're that you're real. a real one. I, I'm not going to send you anything, to be honest. Yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to make you a free video. If uh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay, so, um, Nick, if uh, people want to find your stuff, you know, they want to connect with you, where can they where can they find you? Instagram, youngchickenpox. Website, neveraverne.com. It's the word never with an E at the end and the word ever with an N at the end, dot com. 
TikTok, you can follow me there, but I don't I don't post on there anymore. <laughs> my phone number is no, I'm just kidding. My social security <laughs> my number. Social security. Here's my address. No, nah. but yeah, follow me on Instagram. Well, Nick, it has been uh, a blast. It's been a pleasure, bro. Um, I'm so I'm so I'm so happy. And I that we got I to can't go. wait. For, I I just can't wait for the next one, bro. Is it gonna be another year? Are we gonna? Nah, we'll be in Paris the next <laughs> one. We'll be in Paris the next one. It'll be me, Sab, and Hunter. Kinstu, you might have never heard of him, but he's he's up and coming. He's one of the most talented people I know. Okay, shout out at Kinstu. That's K I N N S T S T U. Yes. Yeah. If Hunter ever watches this, he's gonna be like, "Damn, you guys give me <laughs> a shout out." Okay. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Well, my boy. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, I love you, my boy. I'm so happy we got to meet in person. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. Yes. Uh, if you want to find more podcasts, just go ahead and search the bit between on YouTube. Not just on YouTube, just on any podcast. Platform. Oh, wait, is it on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcast, it's on everything, bro. Wow. You know I got it, you know I got it inside, bro. It's on everything. <laughs> yeah, so, and also follow me on Instagram, at the Sabadog, T-H-E-S-A-B-D-O-G. Yes, right, D-O-double-G, Sab Doggy Dog. <laughs> yes, sir, in the building. Wah, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>